Hey everyone, my name is Brendan Patrick, and this is Sophie, and you're listening to Superlit. is a bi-weekly podcast pertaining to the books about the LGBT community. Hey, Sophie. That was the smoothest intro you've ever done. I'm really proud of you. <laughs> I've been working on them by myself. Practicing, just walking around the house, doing your podcast intro. <laughs> I just say it to clients at work now. No, but uh, I was wondering if the shade... Let me talk to you about my podcast. Listen... <laughs> Hi, this is my podcast. My name is Brendan Patrick, and that is a moisturizer for your face. Okay, but I asked for hand cream. Let me tell you about Superlit. Let me tell you about these gay books I've been reading. Um, so what are we doing today? Okay, so I thought I'd make the end of the year very difficult by asking you and I to compile our top 10 books in no particular order for the year of 2018. Yeah, that was that was fun to put together. <laughs> I literally, Twitter wouldn't even let me upload the first video I took. I literally was just like sitting on my floor, just going, "What the fuck am I doing? Why did I pick ten and not like fifteen or some or all of them in any order?" But no, I was like, "Let me do a top ten. This the shortest podcast ever, and my list of books of 2018 is go listen to all the episodes that we already posted. My favorite ep- my favorite books were episode one through twenty three. And to find out more, just listen to those episodes. Yes, exactly. Um, this is the worst idea I've ever had. <laughs> no, it's fine. I I just put together like a list of most of the books that. I read with you and then I threw two books on that I did that we didn't do on the podcast that it was just like I read these this year and they were really good I'm excited to hear the books I don't know about should I save them for last save them for last and maybe I guess we can I can just ask you if you have any of these so I'll just start with my list it's in no particular order I tried to put mine in order, but I kept, like, as I was rereading it, I kept rearranging them. So I was like, oh, this one should be number three. No, it should be number four. This one should be number three. No, this one should... And they're like, so they're they're sort of in order, but they're really not. I couldn't put mine in order because I didn't want any of the authors to listen to this and go, oh, you think I'm a four and not a three? So, <laughs> because I just, like, imagine them all sitting in a circle going, well, actually, I'm a, I'm a two, according to Brendan. Did you hear what they said on Super Lit last week? I swear to God. Did you hear what those gays said about my book on their coffee talk? Oh, no. All right. So, uh, so give me a book from your list, and, and we'll see if it's also on mine. Okay, perfect. Um... I don't know if you listened to this episode, but um, I'll start off with Bettyville because that was a memoir and that wasn't like a, a, a fictional book. Oh, no, I did not. And I also did not read that book. But all of the books that you covered that I didn't do with you, I'm like, these will be for next year. Yes, and I can, if just in case you want the hard copy books, I have those, but I'm sure there are um, audiobooks for the ones that I mentioned too. Oh yeah, always available on audio. Audio. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. One more time. Oh, oh yeah, I'll probably grab them on Audible. Always available. Please sponsor us. I love your app. It's so great. I can seamlessly move from device to device and listen to all my favorite audiobooks. 
Well, if that ain't a glowing review, I don't know what it is. Give me your, your best little quick review on that one. Okay, so Bettyville is about a, um adult George Hodgman going back to his hometown to take care of his mother who is sick. And it's him, like, going back and forth in time with the memoir to talk about his life with his parents. And um, a lot of it is also about the AIDS crisis and how he felt during it and his coming out process, which was very interesting because uh, we lost a very huge chunk of our community to the AIDS crisis. And to hear stories about it firsthand and, like, the absolute fear that this person had during it is very interesting. Also, he... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's a lot of talking about doing coke in it and just like the drug use is just very interesting. Cause I have no concept of drug use. Um, that sounds like a book that, Oh, I thought you were about to read me. And I was like, bitch. <laughs> Never. Um, I was going to say that sounds like a book that would be after you finish it. You're like, this is good and important. And I am glad I read this, but while reading it, you're like, I'm never going to stop crying. Am I? But definitely putting it on my list of books to listen to. Oh yes, do it. So I clicked my thing to say yes, do it. And then it was like, no, no, don't do it. All right. What's next? I have, I'll give you the sun by Jandy Nelson, which is, the last book that I read for the podcast, um, really astounding, beautiful story about two twins. I don't know how to talk about twins. Is it one set of twin? Is it two twins? I don't know how to do it. One pair of twins. One, one pair of socks. Two twin. <laughs> two twins. One story. Oh no. Okay, I was like, I don't. <laughs> I think I just killed Sophie. Um, I'll give you this one. Is about about a set of twins who uh, are like really close, and they're like like wildly close I'd say and then it goes back and forth in time the brother has like their younger years their sister has their older years they stop talking in the sister's portion of the book and they need to like come together and figure out like the true story of what's going on and why they hate each other actually really good book it's written almost like it's in like poetry form the young boy is a painter and I feel like you would actually really appreciate it mm. I'm I really love a narrative that has like a uh, perspective set up that way and like the build up to like a point where like the two stories will meet in the middle. That's always really fun. It was actually really amazing and I'm glad I read it because it's been sitting on my shelf for a while and I finally looked at it and was like, it's time to read you. And I can't even explain to you how happy I am. All right. So I'm putting that on my list as well. <laughs> welcome to our last episode in which i just make a list for sophie if i wasn't on the episode i didn't read the book i'm a monster it's fine um my third on my list is carry on by rainbow rowell oh i've heard of that one i may have read that one that one might be on my list also um i can't explain this book any further than two magical boys. One is a vampire. Um, I can't, <laughs> I can't, it's an, it's an amazing book. And it, it really made like magical boys is something I didn't realize that was missing in my life until this book. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's, it was, it's very exciting to read my favorite kind of character tropes in the like, sad grumpy boy who just wants to be loved but refuses to tell anyone that and then like the little like whippersnapper just wants to be friends with everyone and then they get to kiss it's honestly everything i've wanted in a book and more and uh rainbow rowell i thank you for your work that you have done for the magical boy community and we're definitely going to be reading the sequel when it comes out I almost just audibly shrieked because I just thought about that and I'm not prepared. I keep forgetting and then I remember and I get excited again. I'm so glad that I have one good thing in my life and it's the thought of that book coming out next year. It's the cover art of Baz in that floral suit. That's Uh, what the good thing. 
Honestly, we're doing a cosplay photo because I have a floral suit, but it I will be make wings. Tones. Please. It's going to happen, people. <laughs> Rainbow, just letting you know, we'll be hitting you up to let you know about our cosplay. <laughs> um, all right. What's next on your list? I have Darius the Great is Not Okay by Adib Karam. And uh, I think the thing about this book that made it so amazing is that it's, uh, in my opinion, it's a queer character. And it, it's, he, it's not like necessarily explicit in that. Um, it's a young boy who has feelings for like his a, a friend that he meets while he's meeting his grandparents for the first time, and it's mostly a book about how like feeling out of place and depression and how like feeling wildly different than everyone else like can really take a toll on you. But trying to like work through it and trying to find your place within your own family, and it's just like really well written. It's also like first time author and. Adib actually answered questions for me via Twitter, which I have never expect, like expected anyone to do. And it was just so nice. And he also seems like a really funny person. And his writing style was really beautiful. Aww. I don't know how to respond. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Cute. Next. Thank you. Next. Oh. But, um, yeah, it's also about, like, it's not just, like, a story about white boys. It's like a story about a person of color, like experiencing these things while he's on a trip in like a different place. And it's just like very interesting. I learned a lot reading it. So it's a really interesting book. And I, I'm really glad because it, it's not just like a normal, like another story, you know, it seems special. That's, that's really sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even explain to you how much I love that book. And how hard it was to like go through and only have the 10 because there's a handful of books in this like list that didn't change like being in the list. And I had to take one out to put one in and it's just like so difficult. And I like looked at Darius and I was like, Brendan, don't you fucking dare hit staying in this list. And it's number one, right? <laughs> I can't say I, I won't say I could say, but I truly am so happy that we got to read all of these books together. We read 23 stories. Well, I, at least like the, the, the podcast has 23 stories on it right now. And I think that's amazing because I went from reading zero books last year to 23 different stories of varying lengths. Like, I, I think that's really awesome. I'm really proud of you. <laughs> I'm finally using my noggin. I can read ma. I want. I went to college and did the book learning, and now I read the gay books. And now I read books about queers. All right, what's the next book on your list? <laughs> My next book, you might recognize this one, is Aristotle and Dante Explore the Secrets of the Universe. I, I think it's the full book name. In no particular order, that book is number one on my list. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, yay! I love that. Um I We're think, not biased at all. No, I love all my books equally. Um I think this book is like it's the first one that came to mind when you were like, all right, put together your list because I remember reading it like when I first read it a couple of years ago and then like rereading it or I guess listening to it this year, like I was just as excited to read it. I was just as like happy reading it. And I was like, got just as sad when there's like traumatic parts. And like it, it was like, it felt like I was reading it again for the first time. Like, it's just so good. <laughs> I'm honestly really glad that I picked that book up. And I think I just picked it up. Just to ha it happened to like be in front of me. And I was like, Oh, this looks good. Which is honestly how I pick up a lot of books. Um, I try not to read descriptions of books before I buy them because I don't want them to spoil for me. So I want like a full firsthand experience. This book, the way that it is written, it is again, it's it's very much like poetry, and it's very it sounds like someone's actual thoughts are like trans like transposed onto a, sp a page. I'm not saying any words right, but it's just like I feel like the words were thought they appeared on the page, and it was very like. Um, train of consciousness, I think is the phrase. Uh, stream of conscious. Yeah. Stream of conscious. It se it seemed like that, but written better than that. Like it, it felt like poetry, but 
through like a young person's like hand, if you will. It was it was written really well. Yeah, I think the especially since everything is through Ari's point of view. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so tired. Yeah. Wait, one minute. Let me get the book because I feel like I said the name of the book wrong too. I definitely was like, this is definitely the thing it is. And then immediately started second guessing myself as I started that sentence. And I'm like, shit, I'm going to get it wrong. We sound like idiots. It's because- we don't know what books are. Did I read books? Ones with the pictures in them. I read those. Okay, I said explore the secrets of the universe. Um, it's discover the secrets of the universe. I'm a dumbass. That's on me. Um, I I can't express how much we love this book because Sophie literally, like, I think shrieked about it to me multiple times. Um, I think you were like, hey, do you want to read this book? Have you heard of it? And then you could hear me screaming, like, states away. Like, you, it wasn't even in the phone. Or you could just, like, hear me through a window screeching. I feel like this was the first book that we came together on and we were like, I have to talk about this. But we were also like, we can't talk about it until we're talking about it on the podcast. We saw each other before we recorded, too, I believe. And we were like, we can't look at each other. We can't talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Um, But yes, uh, that (laughs) that is very high on my list. It is such... An amazing book. And also, I love how politically active the author is. Like, that, I hate saying it's a turn-on, but it's, like, very much a turn-on. It's very odd. I don't mean it, like, sexually. I just, like, it's very attractive. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. This is, like, I'm into this. Yeah, I think, I mean, not that uh, most of the other authors are also, like, queer or of, of some, in some sense. So, but it's like it's really nice when an author like takes something that's clearly such like a personal story. It's like not necessarily an autobiography, but it's definitely comes from like that kind of headspace. Um, and then to see it like him be like so active and like a positive force in the world is really good. Yes, I completely agree. Okay, now what's next? I know you didn't read this one, but um, it's about a bisexual boy and a uh, Latter-day Saints boy, and it is called Autobiography... Damn it! Autobiography, and it's by Christina Lauren. That Um, sounds like a made-up word. So, it's about a kid who decides that his name is Tanner. This kid named Tanner decides to take a writing class, and it's like, you have to write a full book in a semester... And he's like, yeah, I can do that. Like, how hard can it be? And then he, like, it instantly falls in love with the kid who did it the year before, who's, like, from a very religious background, who uh, can't, he, if, um, Mormons are very, uh, according to this book, I had, like, I don't want to speak for everyone, but it, his mother, what is a former Mormon, and they're very into uh, conversion therapy, and all of this other stuff. And they mention it in the book. And this kid is so terrified about like being himself and like feeling like he can't like work, like do his work for God. If he's gay, it's just like this whole thing. And it's very interesting, the back and forth between the two. And I didn't expect it to be very deep and to love it so much when I picked it up, because in as much as I love this book, the title did make me giggle when I like looked at it. And the cover is, like, two boys on, like, a mountaintop that's, like, the spine of a book. And I was like, oh, this is, like, cute. I wonder what it's about. And I started reading it. I was like, oh, this, this is fucking heavy. Accidentally reading intense literature. It was wild. Like, it was a wild ride. Um, I definitely need to add that one to my list because I also remember you, like, reading it and just, like, texting me and just being like, ah, ah, ah. I, I, I'm pretty sure those were the actual sound clips of me just, like, audibly doing that in text message form. You're just sending me voice memos of you screaming. Don't tempt me, because I will. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> That's just going to be your new ringtone. It'll wake you up in the morning. I would feel so blessed. <laughs> um, my next one on my list is 
White Rabbit by Caleb Rurig. Um, This is a gay murder mystery. This is the spooky one, right? This is the spooky one. And honestly, I was like, <laughs> I started watching something scary while I was reading this. And I was like, I live near Wawa. So like at 3 a.m. I'll go to like get Wawa food. And oh my God, I can't even exp- express, express, express to you how terrified I was walking down the street because of this goddamn book. I have a completely unrelated anecdote and you can cut it out if you need to. But It's fine. I can't wait to hear it. I was, um, some dudes came up to like our door the other day and they were trying to sell us like a new like electric company. And I'm like, I don't even like, I, I rent this place. Like I don't, I can't do this, whatever. And it's just like trying to get rid of them. And then after they left, I Googled their company and the like first thing that came up was like the like Philly Reddit page. And it was like, these people walking around, blah, blah, blah. It's a scam, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay, I feel better. And then the next thing down was a, a different Reddit page on like the Philly subreddit that was like most dangerous parking lots in Philadelphia. And the first one on the list is the fucking Wawa that's like two blocks from my house. Oh no. I like saw the picture and I was like, that kind of looks like my Wawa, but all Wawas look the same. And then I like scrolled down. They're like, it's on this intersection. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, shit. Okay. So the whole of white rabbit takes place in that parking lot. <laughs> All right, I'm going to keep that visual whenever I uh, read this book or listen to it on Audible. <laughs> Audible. White Rabbit, Caleb Rorick. Um, Yes, but uh, it's a crazy book. Um, I didn't realize that I was missing like a, a murder mystery type situation that had like a gay couple in it, but it wasn't even about, it was like about them, but like the, it was like two competing things. It's like, okay, I have to focus on this like, murder mystery to see if I can figure it out. But also I want to know if these two are going to bang in the book, but also I need to figure out who killed the boyfriend. But at the same time, I want to know if these two are going to bang. And it's just like, it's a lot to think about and it's a lot to focus on. And there's a lot of like rich snobs who are crazy. And it's very like pretty little liars meets like desperate housewives, but like gossip girl at the same time. But like if scream Queens was involved, so all of your favorite shows, but a book and gay boys. Honestly, I'm like passing out thinking about it. <laughs> it's, uh, fantastic. Gonna need some smelling salts. Oh no, you got the vapors. Oh no. All right. The next list, the next list, the next book is, um, so the last th- three altogether, they're kind of by like the same authors, if you will. But I wanted to include this one specifically because of how big it was and how impactful the movie was. So this year... What could you possibly be talking about? (laughs) This year we had the joy of getting to see Love, Simon, uh, which is the movie form of Simon versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda. And honestly, I can't express how, like much I sobbed in the movie theater and I went by myself. I do not see movies by myself. I don't like doing Same. it. I hate going to the movies by myself. It, it, it just makes me uncomfortable. I don't, I don't like doing most things alone, but I went by myself the first time, the second time I went on a date, but the first time went by myself, sat in the movie and like the part where Jennifer and is it Jennifer Aniston? Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner. That's why I was like, it's not Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Garner is like, you finally get to breathe. You finally get to be yourself. I can't even express to you. How I literally like covered my face and was like deeply sobbing. Um, okay. So I went on a movie pass binge over like the summer because movie pass hadn't died yet. So I went to go see like, probably like, I'm going to say at least five, if not like seven or eight movies by myself, which is not a thing I do ever, but I was like, well, no, not at all. But let me just give you this visual though. <laughs> me leaving work early. Cause I was having a day going to the movie theaters, sneaking like tacos and fries in my purse into the theater. And then Leah. watching love Simon. Leah. With- <laughs> oh my God. Leah. 
no one else is in the theater with me except for three teenage girls in the front row who are texting the whole time. And I'm just in the back of the theater eating tacos out of my purse and sobbing. Honestly, I've never heard anything more on brand for you. In a giant millennial pink hoodie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I literally went after work one day and I was like, I'm just going to go see it. Because everyone I knew had seen it before me. So I was like, okay, this is an issue. So I went to see it. Yeah, like, what the... Every single person on the planet was like, why haven't you seen Love, Simon yet? And I'm like, I know, I'm gay, and I haven't seen it. I get it. Every single person was like, I was like, let's go see this movie. We want to go see it. They're like, yeah, we'll see this movie. And then I, like, the next day, they'd be like, you haven't seen this movie yet? We all went last week without you. Why haven't you seen it? And I'm like... We all decided to uh, not go with you. Like, why haven't you seen it by yourself? guess I'm going to get some fries and cry in a movie theater today. I can't express like how lucky we are to be alive in a time where we get major motion pictures that are not like a gay person having to like choose between themselves and their families or like, like the thing that just happened with Iceman and the X-Men comics where it's like, Oh, I have to put myself back in the closet to save the universe. Like, Things like that, where it's just like, let me kill myself off to save everyone else. Like, this was just a happy movie with, like, something shitty that happened to someone. But, like, a happy movie that was romantic that, like, everyone else gets, but the LGBT community doesn't normally get something like this. And I feel like this will definitely open the door to more things happening. And also, the book Love, Simon, like, the book for Love, Simon, which is Simon Versus, like I said before... Is really well written. I really loved the book. I like the movie as well. I like them like as separate entities almost. And I'm really happy that Becky Albertalli wrote this book because honestly, it doesn't feel like it's pandering. It doesn't seem like it's written by like someone that doesn't understand. Like I feel like Becky actually understands the community a lot when she's writing and she really understands kids. And I think that's what makes it so good is that she really gets how kids are thinking yeah, I think um, the fact that it's mostly also just like kind of a slice of life, like there's big beats, but I, I think we talked about this too every time we talk about any of her books, because this is just kind of how she writes. Yes. But nothing is necessarily like, here's this big like thing that's happening and this is why the story is being told. It's just kind of like, these are people, they exist on this planet, here's like a piece of their lives. Go cry in a movie theater by yourself. <laughs> Go sob uncontrollably in a movie theater by yourself. Jennifer Garner is going to make you openly weep. She's going to make you openly weep about loving her like son who's coming out and then start a movie called like Salt or like Sugar in which her family's been murdered and the thing I instantly thought was who killed Simon? What happened? She's become the revenge mom now. I mean, I could gush about Love, Simon all day forever, but we have an entire episode devoted to that. So Yes, we do. Please listen to it. It's just us screaming about it. The next one uh, is a more recent one that we covered, and it is What If It's Us by Adam Silvera and Becky Albertalli. And I'm not a Broadway person <laughs> at all. And... Uh, I read this book and was like, I guess I need to get into Broadway because uh love it. Yeah. If you have ever heard of a Broadway, this book is for you. If you're into a Broadway, thinking about being into a Broadway, have like walked down Broadway, this is probably a book that you should be reading. You are adjacent to any theater kid at all in the last <laughs> three years <laughs> who won't stop talking about Hamilton. This book is for you. Did you just drag yourself a little bit? Because I feel like you did. Yeah. I'm just making fun of myself. (laughs) I was wondering if I was holding your wig just now because I feel like you just scalped yourself. I handed it to you. Here's my wig. Do you mind holding it for me? No, but it's very good. I mean, it's the same thing. It's um, not just Becky. It's a collaborative book, but it has the same feel that it's like things happen and there's like important beats. But overall, it's just kind of like this is a slice of life. This is the people who, who like live in this space. Exactly. And then that leads me into my last book on my list. And that is they both die at the end by Adam Silvera. 
So the funny thing about Adam Silvera books is that they are all always sad as fuck. And then when they announced that they were doing a book together because they're best friends, I was like, oh, no, this is going to be terribly sad. And What If It's Us is not sad. Um, and I don't, I don't understand how it's an Adam Silvera book because Adam's books have literally brought me to actual tears reading them. And I've had to close the books and step away from them because I've been so distraught reading them and they both die at the end is not like any kind of like it, it literally follows that suit where it's just like, Oh, you're going to read a book by me. And it's called, they both die at the end. So I hope you're really prepared to cry tonight. Just, like, get really bunkered down, grab the tissues, just make sure you want to weep openly. Honestly, I was weeping openly, and the the major point of this book is that it's just, like, you need to live now because you might not get another day. And I know that's, like, I'm sure that's, like, easier said than done, but, like, reading that and, like, seeing it happen in a book to, like, two teenagers who, like, literally are getting their lives ripped away from them is so different than any of the books that we've read this year. And Adam Silvera's, uh, I believe it's History is All You Left Me, is the first book that I read by him, and it is actually the reason why I started this podcast, is that book that I haven't reviewed for the podcast, just because it's such a special book to me. But that is actually literally specifically the book that gave me the idea to do this podcast. Oh. <laughs> yep. So Adam Silvera holds a very special place in my heart. His writing is really amazing. Um, I like his, I also like the way that he, I, I know I'm saying like the style of writing and the way that he writes, it's almost like they're separate things, but they are really well done. And I like that his stories are different. Like the, you get a phone call and it's like, Hey, and it's not like a, a a ring kind of situation where it's like, you died seven days. It's like, Hey, guess what? You're going to die today. And it could be two minutes from now. It could be at the end of the day. It could be in 24 hours. We don't know. You need to live your life to the fullest. And it's just like, Oh shit. Living in a world like that. Can you like, I can't even imagine that. And it's so science fictiony, but it's also like slice of life science fiction. So it's like alternate universe that it's exactly like ours, but has that added to it. It's so different. And it's so interesting and I'm really excited for Adam's next book to come out because I believe it's like an actual sci-fi or like magical book. And I'm interested to see if it's also terrifyingly sad, but yeah, that is my list of books and I really want to hear yours. Um, Well, a handful of them are duplicates. Let's see. We already talked about Aristotle and Dante, my number one and two boys. Our best boys. <laughs> Our best boys. I love them so much. Oh, and also they're they're getting a sequel. There's going to be more books about them coming out soonish. I'm gonna die. Oh my god. Um, I don't know if that's been announced more than just it's happening, but it's happening. I think I did read that. I had to put blinders on because I was like, I have to calm down. I don't have a date yet, so just like chill out, Brendan. On to your safe space. Um, we already talked about Carry On. And we already talked about Love Simon, but we didn't talk about Leon Offbeat. I left that out of my list because I was hoping you would put it in yours because I felt like I had Simon because he's he's mine and Leah is you. I loved hated this book. I talked about it on the episode we did I fucking loved it so much but I hated it because I felt so connected to Leah as a character that I felt like (laughs) I was reading my fucking diary the whole time and I was messing up and being ridiculous it really like it's so funny how Leah is so different from Simon but on the inside she's such a squish and I feel like that's a really good depiction of us and I like that you still get Simon in that book, but it's a different point of view, and it's from someone else's point of view. And I feel like this is definitely you in a book. I loved it. Bonus, bonus, bonus points for having a like female character that's the narrator that is 
like consciously like curvy and doesn't give a shit about anything and also like extremely bisexual and not afraid to tell every person that that um well not afraid to tell most people but <laughs> it's okay she she she'll uh you have to read it to find out yeah read the book it's fucking great what if it's us is also on my list i think uh that's three for three for Becky Everton. <laughs> Honestly, I had to stop myself from putting more books by both of them in because I had more happy than not in there. But I figured because I had the the duo book that like I could take that out because I do really love more happy than not and it is so weirdly science fictional. But I I needed to put I'll give you the sun in there because it really fucked with me. So honorable mention to that one then. Honestly, correct. Um, I also put Fangirl on this list because I feel like this was like the first book that started my love for Baz and others. Uh, Simon. <laughs> I'm literally smiling so big right now. I left certain books off hoping that you would bring them up because that was actually the first book that we did together. And it... It, when I think about that, it's just like, it makes me so happy. And also the carry on episode is our most listened to episode. And every time I see that, I get such warm thoughts thinking about it because I am so glad that I reached out to you to do this. It was so, it's so much fun. I love it so much. And it's getting me to read books or reread books that I haven't read in a really long time, which is really fun. Um, so speaking of books I haven't read in a while, I also put Rainbow Boys on this list. Oh my god. I looked at it and I was like, no, I can't. I can't do it because I haven't finished the trilogy yet. So I was like, I want to finish them all and then give my final thoughts on them. Uh, I feel like this is on the list because for like... I think it's mostly on the list as like, because it's just, I just like it so much. Cause I was just like, Oh, I read this in high school. And I was like, it was really good in high school. Cause I was like, what's this gay shit? That's interesting. Let's what's look into this gay shit. I also put meet cute on the list. I know I just covered the one short story, but I think I'm anytime there's like a collection of short stories I think they're, it's just like a really nice thing. Cause it's one of those things where you can like carry it around and just kind of read like bits and pieces of a book and you're not really committing to a full book necessarily. And I think all the different voices that are in that book itself are just like, it's just nice. <laughs> yeah, it is. And that I actually have like a special mentions like list on my page and meet cute is on there because uh, I remember when I was away on vacation I was like, hey, can you read one of these stories for me and record it so we can put it up as an episode without me because I won't have time to do it. And I was so happy when you were like, yeah, of course. And I put it on there specifically because of that and how excited I was about it. So I have like very fond thoughts attached to it. Aw, anytime you need me to take over, I'll just talk about Harry Potter for two hours. and (laughs) You can edit that yourself. I will do live readings with my favorite Harry Potter AUs where my good characters don't die. I can't wait for us to read fan fiction this summer as part of our summer lit reading list. Oh my god. I have some good recommendations, though. I can't wait. Oh god. <laughs> um, okay, I have, so I have two books that I put on my list that are not books that were covered here. One of them is just kind of I put it on here because I spent so much of my time the past couple of months reading this fucking book um i have spent so much time in the past couple of years reading this series i'm full on deep you cannot pull me out i will never leave into the outlander series okay but that's perfectly fine we need to read these together so i'm putting these on my list because i need to know more about this and i'm interested in the tv show the show's really good it's i mean at the like the surface level of everything, it's very like hetero. I mean, the two main characters, a lady and a boy, but like they're extremely attractive humans. So like, it's fine. They look good all the time. <laughs> that should be illegal. It's honestly, it's rude. 
Um, I put like the fourth one on the list just because that's the one I just finished, but it's very good. It's, you know, the whole book has time travel. So there's like decades in between some of the books sometimes and all that stuff. Um, there's time travel. There's time travel. Yeah. The whole premise of the book is time travel. Gaze in space. Um, if anyone is unfamiliar with it, it's basically historical romance books, but it starts off with the main character who is, uh, she works as like a surgeon during world war two. So it takes place in the forties. She travels back in time after the second world war and ends up in the 1600s in Scotland and gets stuck in the middle of the Scottish revolution against the English and there's a very attractive man there, and chaos ensues. I don't know how else to describe Oh, no, I need to read this. This sounds bad, but I mean it in the best way. It's great. I also, it's on my, like, probably would be, like, on my number one, maybe my number one list of, like, audiobook narrations because the woman who does the narrations for all of the books is brilliant. She is like the most beautiful melodic English voice. She does a perfect Scottish accent. There's they go to France for an entire book and there's, there's French people. Um there's also he's a small character and he's not in every single book, but he was in this one and he's been in the other ones before and he's my favorite boy. And he's a little gay boy, and I love him so much. So that's why I'm justifying putting this on this list. <laughs> yes. He has, a, like, a novella book about him, right? Um, there's a handful of them because the author realized that the fandom was, like, in love with him as soon as she wrote him. And she was like, oh, so there's, like, a 10-year span I skipped over between books three and four. Did you want to, like, read what he was doing during those 10 years? I want to yeah. read about who he was doing, what he was doing, what he was wearing, what he was drinking, what he was eating. Give me the tea, sis. Um, also, so the character is Lord John Gray. He's perfect and beautiful, and I love him. The actor who plays him on the show is, like, one of the most attractive people in the world. He has Why these, haven't like, I watched the show? I don't know. You should. Um, you should also look up this actor he's beautiful he has like piercing blue eyes he's like super pale i love him he's really attractive i'm definitely going to have to do that (laughs) um okay i feel like i talked about outlander for too long but it's fine (laughs) (laughs) i just love those books a lot they're very good um the last book that i read earlier in the year and i think you should definitely read it if not listen to it if not talk about it on the podcast Um, it's like a memoir, so it's not really an autobiography, but it's called, um, how not to be a boy. And it's written by Robert Webb, who is one of my like absolute favorite British comedians in the world. He's like a genius. He's super funny. He's best friends with David Mitchell. So they had like a TV show together. Actually, they've had multiple TV shows together. Um, he does panel shows all the time. He's beautiful. What I, what is the book called? How to not be a boy. Sorry, I'm talk- I feel like I'm talking too fast. No, I, I want to write it down. I want to make sure I got the right name. It's called How Not to Be a Boy. Um, it's basically, he is, I believe he's still married, but he's like an openly bisexual man. Um, and he basically, the book is just about him growing up in England in the 80s and having to deal with like a very hyper-masculine father and lots of others and kind of some trauma that he goes through, nothing. Uh, There's like deaths in his family has to deal with and stuff. Um, Just like things that everyone has to deal with, but he's also the entire time, like struggling with himself as like a slightly feminine boy. And like, you know, he doesn't really do well at sports and he's not, he's an artistic person. Wow. So are you reading me my, my own autobiography? Because uh, it's not like I'm relating to anything you just said or anything at all. Um, it's very good and I highly recommend it. Even if you aren't familiar with Robert Webb, it had me like laughing out loud. It had me like crying because it's just, it's just really well-written. And there's also a few, like he's done like talks and stuff about it. And he's done some interviews where he talks about this specifically. He's very, um, he talks very openly about like how, um, boys and men are treated in society and kind of toxic masculinity, which I think is really cool. 
I would recommend specifically, though, listening to the audiobook because he reads it himself and he has a lovely British voice. I'm already swooning thinking about this. <laughs> and um, if you specifically listen to the Audible version, there's like a 30-minute segment at the end where he talks to his wife and like one of his best friends from college. And they just talk about like bisexuality and stuff, and it's very good. I am going to need to read this, and we're going to need to talk about it. So put that on our list for next year. I will happily re-listen to it. It's very good. I recommend at least looking up him talking about some of this, like, um, gender roles and stuff, because he he's well known for being, like, a slapstick kind of, like, silly British comedian, but he's, like, extremely um, good at talking. I just want to let you know that when you Google how not to be, um, how not to summon a demon lord, which it looks like a manga comes up before this. So there's oh, that. Shit. Um, also slightly related, but his TV show that he did for a while with David Mitchell, they, I think they did like four or five seasons and then it ended and then it came back for just one season, like five or six years later. And the character that he played on the show, which is pretty loosely based on him actually like came out as gay in that season. And that was, like, the first time that I was, like, hold on, Robert Webb, what are you doing? And then I, like, looked into his life a little bit more, and I found this biography, and I was, like, okay, well, you're a million times better than I thought you were. I can't wait to spend hours talking to you about this. Um, so those are all my books for 2018. I don't even understand how we read this many books or even like covered this much like ground with the podcast because um, I'm really bad at committing to things and I am really easily distracted. I will admit that. And I can't even express how much joy this podcast has brought me and how happy I am that I have been able to read these books and uh, hear all these different stories, both fictional and non-fictional, both um, ones that like bring me to tears and make me laugh my ass off, um, and ones that are just utterly ridiculous. And I'm very happy that you're along for the ride with me for this, because uh, it makes it that much more special. Aww. I get very teary-eyed when I think about this, and I really can't believe that we made a full year, and I really can't believe that we're going into year two. I cannot believe that you, when you were like, I'm doing this podcast about queer books. And I was like, all right, yeah, sure. I'm down. And then you like, you were like, okay, no, but I've already started it. So like, you're going to be on it. Right. You want to help me out with this? And I was like, Oh shit, this is real. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, I, I'm very much the person that has like ideas and I want to do things and I, I never know how to do them or how to commit to them or like execute them properly. And I had such an amazing time doing this and I have so many ideas for next year and I really hope that I can commit to the other ideas for the podcast, but I'm just really happy that you said yes, because I know how much work this is and I know it can be a pain in the ass, especially with our recording schedule. And I really hope that we can find some different stories for next year because I really want us to find some cool shit. I'm on the hunt for lesbian fiction. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I have one sitting on my, my desk, uh, not my desk, but on my shelf. Um, I'm really excited about it. Also, I got uh, the Alice isn't dead book by uh, the people who do welcome to night Vale, And that is a gay book. I guess I got to read that then. Yeah. Cause it's a, uh, it's, it's a lady's story. So it's about um, out, like uh, this woman's journey to find her dead her not dead wife. Sorry. I was yawning. I didn't want to. Have that <laughs> wow. That sounds terribly boring. No, I just didn't want to, <laughs> I wanted to explain why it took me like 10 seconds to respond to you. But um, yeah. Uh, I also just want to thank everyone that's listened to the podcast. It's meant a lot to me. Um, I, it really has kept me going and it's just been nice to actually talk to some of you 
and the giveaways that we've done, like that was so exciting for me. I've never done anything like this before and it's really exciting for me. And I love that I get to talk to you at least like once every other month or sometimes twice a month. Um, and I'm really glad that we get to have open dialogue about queer art. I'm very excited for 20 by teen. Honestly. Yes. <laughs> MIB 19. <laughs> Oh my god! I think every single person I talked to today, like strangers on the street, were like grabbing me. They were like, "Did you see the new Men in Black trailer? Because this movie's for you." And I was Did just you like, "No!" Just running away with my eyes closed. I was like, "I don't want to watch it. I know the movie's going to be great." Like my one friend, I was talking to my one friend, I was like, "She put it perfectly. She was like, literally nothing in this world can make me more hype than I already am from this movie. I don't need to see the trailer." The trailer was really good, and it had London Bridges by Fergie playing. What else could made it better? Like, I don't know. I don't think anything could. I'm excited that whoever in the world did this, they saw Thor Ragnarok, and they were like, oh, the gays love Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth, and they want them to be friends forever. Here's another buddy cop movie. Here you go. Have fun, kids. You're all going to die. I... I'm just like so excited about it. I'm just really excited for the queer surgeons in like main media. I'm really hoping that there's some kind of queer something or other to men in black, because let's be honest, the idea of that movie just seems queer enough. And if there isn't anything queer, then I'll be disappointed. But I just like, I'm so excited about it. The premise seems really cool. Um, and I'm so hype about so many books that are coming out next year. There is a book called Death Prefers Blondes by Caleb Rohrig coming out next year. And it's about drag queens who are fucking art thieves. <gasps> Shit. <laughs> I can't even express this to you. The one thing says, like, turns out a drag queen with a grappling hook was a bad some- like something or other. And I'm like, I want to know more about drag queens with grappling hooks. Grapple me. <laughs> Honestly, grapple me, um, spill the tea, get like the jewels. I'm just like really into it. I'm really excited about the literature for next year. I have a few pre-orders. I have books on my, my shelf that I'm preparing for next year. And, uh, I am really excited about next year. I cannot wait. All right. So I guess this is the last time I, I say goodbye for this year. Sophie, do you like, I don't know how to do it. Um, we could sing the goodbye song from Out of the Box. Okay, seems like I'm going to have to blow the podcast up now because you just suggested that. I've been watching a lot of video essays about the philosophy of like children's television and just on my mind. <laughs> I'm really glad that um, as adults, we're very into things that are definitely for younger age groups. Listen, I watched an amazing video today about how empathy is explained through the Rugrats, and it made me tear up a little bit. I have too much empathy. I cry all the time. I cried watching the Schitt's Creek Christmas episode. Lord, all right, we gotta go. We're gonna start crying. Yes. Okay, everyone, thank you so much for this year. Uh, My name is Brendan Patrick. This is Sophie, and thank you so much for listening to Super Lit. (laughs) 